Hello everyone and welcome back to Daily Kaylee's 13 Days of Halloween. Today's episode was obviously supposed to air last night, but the past couple of days me and Anya have just been so tired that I could not find time to record yesterday and we actually ended up spending the night with a friend last night who needed some help. So I'm here today. And I've been really excited about this one. Today's episode is not going to be that long. Just because it's not a very long story, I guess. But today's episode is about the Salem Witch Trials. Ever since I first learned about the Salem Witch Trials, I think I was probably in like, like 8th grade. I was in middle school. Ever since I first learned about it, I have been so interested in the Salem Witch Trials. And... I've been doing research. I've been trying to find more information. There's obviously not a lot of recorded information about this time because it was a very brief period of time, but also because it was so long ago, like it's been lost over time. So today I'm going to tell you about Salem Witch Trials and we can just discuss them together. I really wanted this to come out yesterday because I'm a weirdo and I wanted it to come out on the 13th of October. I don't know. I just thought it would be cool because like the unlucky number 13. I don't know. Anyways, it's on the 14th. It's whatever. I'll just pretend it came out yesterday. Let's jump into it. Like I said, the Salem Witch Trials, it was a very brief period of time. It lasted for just a couple months. The trials began in the spring of 1692. And by that September, it was it was over. The town realized how crazy they were being and started to just turn away from the trials and turn away from accusing women of being witches. The trials began because a group of young girls claimed to be possessed by the devil. And they accused several local women of being witches and cursing them, pretty much. The colonies had literally, like, just came off of a war with the French. They were going at it with the natives. They were terrified of disease. They just needed more reasons to add on to their fear. Of course, they believed all of this because, like I said, they were just looking for the bad in things because so many awful things were already happening. They were already paranoid. Salem created a special court to hear these cases of these accused women. The first convicted witch was named Bridget Bishop, and she was hanged in June. Over the course of the Salem Witch Trials, 18 witches, in quotes, I guess I should say, because we don't know, 18 of them were hanged in Salem. Out of those 18 that were actually hanged, 150 more were accused over those next few months. So, belief in the supernatural itself began around the 14th century in England. That was a big thing there. And 
the biggest piece of like supernatural folklore I guess that was believed was that of witches and the devil like giving these witches the power to harm other people if that makes sense and like I said they had just had the British and French war in the colonies they had diseases that were just taking over the colonies they were go and get it with the Native Americans and it was just it was rough it was a rough time because of how intense the conditions already were people were turning against their neighbors for no reason other than because they were paranoid there was like no sense of togetherness in Salem at this time everyone <clears throat> sorry Everyone was a potential witch. No matter how long you'd known this person, everyone was suspicious of everyone. In January of 1692, the very beginning of the year, the minister of Salem, Samuel Paris, he had two daughters. He had a nine-year-old named Elizabeth and an 11-year-old named Abigail. That January, they started having violent fits. They had muscle spasms and just, they would, I don't even know how to explain it. They looked like something from the exorcist. They also had violent outbursts of screaming. They could not control it. The local doctor, William Griggs, he diagnosed these girls with bewitchment, which is not a fucking disease. It's not an ailment, but basically he's saying they've been bewitched. That's the only explanation. Other young girls in Salem began to have similar, like, outbursts. Some of these girls included Anne Putnam, Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Walcott, and Mary Warren. By the end of February, so a month later, arrest warrants were put out for not only the slave of the Paris home, so the first two girls, but also two other women in Salem. One was Sarah Good, who was a homeless woman, and another one was an elderly woman by the name of Sarah Osborne. These three women were accused by these girls of cursing them and bewitching them. These three accused women were brought before the little council that they had created to see these cases. And they were questioned. The girls that had been supposedly bewitched, were in the courtroom. And while they were in the courtroom, they began having spasms and they were screaming. The two Sarahs, the elderly woman and the homeless woman, they denied that they were guilty. But the slave of the Paris home, her name was Tituba. I think I'm saying that correctly. She confessed, which she, it, she didn't actually do anything. But she confessed and... She was probably just trying to just save herself from 
being convicted because maybe they would think that her honesty could turn her into an informant for them. She claimed that there were other witches in Salem that had been helping her and that they were servicing the devil against the Puritans. This little white lie that she told caused like a mass hysteria hysteria throughout the town. And this is when like shit hit the fan. The rumor spread and everyone was being accused. Two women were accused directly after this. One by the name of Martha Corey and another one by the name of Rebecca Nurse. They were both like outstanding members of the church. I mean, they were amazing women. They did wonderful things for their community. They were accused. Easily accused. Everyone believed it. And Sarah Good, the homeless woman, her four-year-old daughter was accused. A four-year-old. Like the slave of the Paris home, several of these women that were accused to be witches, they also confessed, even though they had no idea what was happening. And they named other women, once again, hoping to save their asses. In May of 1692, there was a new governor of Massachusetts named William Phipps. And this is when he brought together a... An official court and council, and not just like a bunch of townspeople going at it. There were a few judges, and the first case, like I said, was Bridget Bishop, and she was hanged. The place that she was hanged became known as Gallows Hill in Salem. In July, five more people were hanged. In August, five more people were hanged. And in September, eight more people were hanged. While this was going on, seven other accused witches died in jail before they even went to trial. One man, Martha Corey, the woman I told you about earlier, her husband, Giles, he was also accused of being a witch because she was a witch, apparently. He was pressed to death by stones because he refused to enter a plea at his arraignment. He was not going to plead guilty because he wasn't. Like I said, this whole thing was just insane. People were accusing their family members. Just to save their own ass and to keep attention away from themselves. One man, he was a minister. His name was Cotton Mather. He he realized how insane things were getting. And he spoke out about it and said that the standards of evidence for witchcraft needs to be equal to the evidence needed to condemn someone of a, a, any other crime. And, of course, he wasn't really listened to. But he said, It would be better that ten suspected witches may escape than one innocent person be condemned. If you know anything about the Salem Witch Trials, which I'm sure you do, you obviously know that he was ignored because this shit was insane and a lot of innocent women died. 
like I was saying earlier, by that September, the public kind of stopped supporting the trials. They, they realized that they truly did have no idea who was a witch and who wasn't, and that many people were being accused with no evidence. So, they began supporting the trials less and less. The governor ended up dissolving the court and the council. The trials themselves continued until the following year, the early spring of 1693. But by that point, there was really nothing left. There were there was not a lot of new trials coming up because no one was being accused anymore. By May of 1693, Governor Phipps pardoned all of the imprisoned witches. He pardoned them and released them. In January of 1697, four years later, the Massachusetts General Court declared a day of fasting to acknowledge the tragedy of the Salem Witch Trials. The court obviously deemed these as unlawful and absolutely ridiculously insane. And they thought that this day of fasting would kind of repair the damage that had been done. After this, Massachusetts passed a legislation to restore the names of those that were condemned under the Salem Witch Trials, and they provided financial aid to their heirs in 1711. So they they tried to make up for the Salem Witch Trials, I mean, they did as well as they could, I guess, given the time period. But like I said, I mean, the Salem Witch Trials, man, they were insane. And I think that's really why they've always been so interesting to me, because of just, like, how, like, outlandish this was. What do you guys think about the Salem Witch Trials? When did you first hear about this? What are your thoughts? Let me know. I'll ask a question, so if you're listening on Spotify, you can answer. But... If you're not listening on Spotify, feel free to message me on Facebook. Just let me know what you think. I will see you guys tomorrow for the Zodiac Killer episode. And I'm really excited about that one as well. Bye, guys.